Hi, this is Chris, host of A Couple of Drips. Just before we start, I wanted to say a quick word about our subscribers' memberships. If you'd like to help support future episodes, you can subscribe to the show for a few pounds a month. This will help fund production, coffee and guest expenses. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. Cheers and enjoy the show. Settle in and turn it up. It's time for a couple of drips. Coffee, conversation, and occasional quips. Here's your host, Chris Granger. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of A Couple of Drips. was an Oscar-nominated, multi-BAFTA award-winning 1991 film written by Roddy Doyle and directed by the late, great Alan Parker. My guest today is a local musician who, despite working with an incredibly dedicated bunch of musicians, heads up a show band called The Lack of Commitments. They've played as far afield as the Edinburgh Fringe. Please welcome the lovely Dave Patrick. Hi, Dave. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about the band and how it was formed and why it was formed and, and why the film was such a big influence on you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, f- I first came across the film in, you know, pretty much when it came out in the cinema, I went to see it. And um, there was something about it that just resonated with me. Yeah. And I, had, I hadn't been that affected since the birth of the Beatles, which is another another kind of like tribute film. Yeah. Um, which, which, you know, got me to start playing guitar, actually. But with the commitments, when I saw it, I just thought, wow, this, it's captured yeah. what being in a band was all about, the yeah. essence of yeah, getting lots of disparate people together, lots of different backgrounds, you know, lots of different family time, work commitments, pressures yeah. and all that, yeah. just putting them into a melting pot and seeing if you could yeah. get them and it is a big band how many are in the band um 11 is our is our normal kind of um lineup where we have um 
three uh, three female vocalists. Um, okay. There's Noz and myself that do um, vocals. I play guitar, I've got bass, drums, keyboards, and then three brass. Oh, uh, lovely! So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's that big band sound. The brass is going to give you that big band sound, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> that's the, yeah, <laughs> well, that's I mean, the that's, hope. That's, yeah. that's that. That's it. But uh, yeah, so with with that, you've got all the logistics. Um, but um, when I saw the commitments, I thought to myself. That's what I want to do yeah. one day, and um, it wasn't until I moved up here in 2015 that um, I actually had the opportunity to um, try and piece something together. Nice. Where are you from originally, then, Dave? Um, I'm from Devon. Devon. Can you? Uh, well, can you can you detect anything there? No. All right. <laughs> do, do <laughs> no. Certain phrases. Oh, like, you wasn't right. getting any of that. No. <laughs> I was getting uh, yeah. a bit of a London twinge, so there's obviously some kind of London, Londonish history there. Yeah, I, 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 I did live in London for a, for, for a year, mm. um, but uh, I, I, I stayed in the southeast in a place called St Albans. Yeah, uh, and I was there for about twenty years after yeah. university, long time. And um, um, uh, then I moved up here in uh, 2015. Yeah. So what, what what was the impetus for moving up here? Did you hate the seaside? I mean, uh, yeah, St Albans <laughs> is definitely not by the seaside. Uh, we'll do some geography in a minute. Um, it was uh, like a lot of people. I mean, London is hella expensive. Yeah, St Albans was ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I can imagine one of the most. Yeah, yeah and 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 um, um, it was just about to have uh, my daughter, Imogen, and we needed somewhere, you know, yeah. to. Uh, to move where we could get some space and yeah. adding an extra bedroom wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sam and I at the time um, loved coming up here. Sam, Sam's from here. And uh, I first met Dave Wilde, who's also now a member of the Commitments at University. And I used to come up to Stone a lot to, yeah. to see him. And so it just seemed like the ideal place. Yeah. Stone is a lovely place as well, isn't it? I mean, I was saying to you earlier before we started that, you know, I moved here as a stopgap and kind of fell in love with the place, you know, because it's got everything you could everything you could possibly yeah. want sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. brilliant. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, so if if Dave can stop laughing at the island, uh, he's going to tell us what we're drinking today. <laughs> Jesus, should be drinking something a bit stronger, I think. Um, okay, so we're drinking Pike Place today. Yeah, uh, and Dave's that's... a white coffee man, so um, I I made uh, flat whites rather than the usual black coffee. I mean, yeah, you say I'm a white coffee man. I do like um, uh, just uh, an espresso in the morning. You know, oh, very get, nice. get me going. But, very nice. Um, um, yeah, so Pike Place. Uh, was by Starbucks, and it's the original um, 
location in 1971 when Starbucks uh, came to be, yeah, came into in existence, and Seattle that was in Mall. Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, Very nice. What, uh, what do you think of it, Dave? Uh, do you know, it, it, it's got a, a, a fruity, almost nutty, chocolatey kind of... Um, no, I don't know. It just tastes like coffee. Yeah, it's it tastes nice. like coffee, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Moving, moving, moving swiftly on. So what do you drink at home, Dave? Uh, what's your normal... Uh, Oh, Am I going to regret asking no, this? No, 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 you're not. Um, well, I mean, people might regret hearing this because it's incredibly boring, but I've got one of those awful Dolce Gusto machines and I, I, and, and I have the, the latte, the Cafe Latte, no, sorry, the Cafe Au Lait pod. Oh, which yes. Is the brown one, yeah. right? I won't yeah. buy any of the other ones because they've all got sweetener in them. Or, yeah, they're yeah. horrible. Yeah. But this one I can get it's on. It's real with. coffee in it as and well. It, and it yeah. actually tastes approximating like something yeah. that's yeah. being produced by a barista. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what I tend to do. Excellent. Very but nice. I, I feel awful because obviously all the plastic pods going into uh, Yeah, into I mean, the, the thing with the Dolce Gusto is you can recycle you can send the pods back to them but you have to order the bags from them in order to to <laughs> to send them back yeah, to them but, but kind it, of thing it, it, everything seems like a, i mean who who in their right mind would 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 do that yeah I mean, you've got to be yeah. a special kind of organized yeah. person yeah exactly ordering i never did obsessive. i had a dolce gusto machine and i i never did that <laughs> never did that so do you have a favorite coffee shop do you favour the chains, or do you like the independents, or, or and do you have one that you particularly hang out in? Um, I like um, uh, Cafe Number One in Stafford, which is quite. Oh, I don't know that. Tell me more. Is it Cafe Number One? Oh, oh I think I did. Um, sort of oppo- it, opposite the Ancient High House. Yeah, it's it's kind of a chain. Yeah, there's, there's a I do know. I went to a comedy gig there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty nice. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be. Face about it, I do go to Starbucks and, 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 and Cafe Nero, but I'll always try and s- seek out an indie place to uh, to get get coffee. Yeah, you can't. I mean, the, I think what the chains have done for coffee in in the UK is they bought good quality. They they've set the standard. They've set the bar for good quality coffee because yeah. until Starbucks arrived in the UK, you just go into a cafe and get an instant coffee. And now every cafe has kind of an espresso machine and makes sort of half decent coffee. So they've done that. But at the end of the day, you can't be an independent coffee mm. shop, you know, with a bit of character, a bit of personality, some nice home baking and stuff. <laughs> you know, actually, some of the staff in the, like the Nero's and places that yeah. they just they're lovely people, they, yeah, you know? yeah, and, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, there are idiots as well in in, of in in some of them, but you know, you get that in every every place. So I'm not going to single out. You're going to get that in every you. establishment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cheers. <laughs> Hi there, and thanks for listening to a couple of drips. If you like what we do and would like to help support future episodes, then you can do so by buying us a coffee. One-off donations or memberships are available. Just go to coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com, forward slash couple of drips. Thanks for your support. So you've got some other projects, uh, Dave, haven't you? You're, uh, when, you're, when you're not doing your day job and when you're not doing the lack of commitments, there's a couple of other projects that uh, you've got on the go, uh, isn't there? Um, sure, yeah. Um, so I've, I run another function band called The Love Junkies um, and um, that's been going since 
uh, I hate to say it, 1999. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, there was one point where we were doing like 50 weddings a year and I was just pretty much uh, maxed out on that and that was kind of like my social life at weekends. But we got pretty slick. We were a four-piece and we just went out and that that's where I really honed my love of live music and honed, you know, uh, how to... Um, do all of the um, admin and all of the all of the stuff. I was the band secretary oh, and okay. guitarist and backing vocalist. But we we're yeah. we we're quite slick and we could be in and out and set up quite well. Um, so that's 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 that. I also at the moment I play uh, for an agency called Amazing Live and they do Blues Brothers. So sometimes I'll Very go nice. out and do Blues Brothers gigs. They also have another thing called Scar Madness. Uh, so Lovely. Uh, those, those Love a bit of Scar. Yeah. I don't. Absolutely magnificent gig last year um, at the Sausage and Cider Festival, um, whereby actually we were lower down the list. But Sounds of, like my kind of festival. It's fantastic. <laughs> one of the bands um, had to go off and do another gig, so we got bumped up to the headline slot. Oh, nice. And, um, I was thinking, uh, Extra okay. Sausage and Cider for uh, you. <laughs> expecting to um, see Oasis. Oh, I say Oasis, uh, and and in the end we we gave them a scar set, and they loved it. My favorite band, yeah. Oasis. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and also sometimes I I will be moonlighting for them in eighties, um, nineties stuff. But um, but that's that's good. I'm also in in another band called the Chebs, and we do stuff on the coast, playing mainly Butlins. You don't hang about, do you? Quite. Quite busy. I like if I'm not busy doing lack of commitments or love junkies. I will, uh, yeah. I'm I'm a bit of a yeah. bit of a gig whore, really. I'll take any off offer. Really. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, um, if you've, the price is right. Well, absolutely. You've got a few recordings out, including a, a live one with a lack of commitments, which I'll put in the description below the episode. I'll put all the links for that. But sure, uh, yeah, yeah. the um, the love junkie stuff. Um, where do you record that? Um, well, the love junkies is um, there's there's I did a uh, 2019 album. Is that the one you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. I, I think I called it something ridiculous like Live on the Blue Dot, which was just for want of a better name. But it, that's got about um, 36 songs, I think, which wow. I recorded and mastered <laughs> actually in 2019. Yeah. And um, with two different lineups of the band because we were uh, doing this transgression between the South and the North. Yeah. Um, and um, I used uh, a brand new desk that I brought um uh, a digital desk and it's um it enabled me to um capture all the stems brilliant um i don't want to bark on and get too nerdy about it's this got, but essentially yeah. i was able to take the stems take those into my digital audio workstation which is logic and yeah. um put them together put some basic uh settings eqs and stuff balance it up yeah. and edit things in and out those portable desks sometimes are fabulous for capturing stuff in places where you wouldn't normally record kind of thing it, it was a revelation Just taking it yeah. back with you yeah and, and, and not having to carry a computer around <laughs> i did exactly the same with the lack of commitments as well i, I recorded one gig and i, I don't know but if in, in the early 2000s if you just said oh you can get 24 different feeds into one kind of like usb stick yeah. from this desk yeah. and record it simultaneously yeah. without yeah. any dropout any yeah. you know uh, 24k uh, you'd have just gone no no yeah no, yeah, yeah. but but that's that's what it got so yeah. i think that's liberated a lot of musicians and enabled them to capture their live performances and produce them and 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 that's 
all that I did with the definitely, and of course, it's changed the, the the face of releasing music as well. You know, it's no longer reliant on a record label to put stuff out there. You can put stuff out yourself independently. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's great for original bands, um, but uh, <laughs> we don't tend to see so many of those at the moment. I know I, I, I held my hands up. You know, I'm I'm guilty of of milking the tribute. The tribute bands act, you well, know, especially with the lack of commitments yeah. and blues brothers stuff. But um, the Love Junkies is at least a mix. Yeah, it is um, hard to get people to a gig of original music though, unless you're unless you wrote the music and you've had a big hit with it. You know, it's much easier to get people to oh party band they're playing songs that I know. You know, it's 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 much easier to guarantee bombs on the seats kind of thing. Uh, I know, but it becomes one of these sad self-fulfilling prophecies that yeah. if there aren't people out there playing their own original yeah. music yeah how are these bands going to get you know the, the breaks it's, yeah. it's just you know maybe that's maybe it's an old-fashioned notion maybe it's just the way it is and people yeah. are still producing and writing music but maybe they're not gigging it so more so much they're, they're just releasing it on Bandcamp or whatever it might be yeah yeah now i was having conversation on the last episode with jamie about the uh, re-emergence of vinyl and the regrowth of vinyl and because bands for years were having to just tour and tour and stuff because they weren't making any money off the streaming services they were only making money off yeah. off tour tickets but hopefully with the with the the regrowth of vinyl we might see some we might see some new albums coming out from old artists who haven't released anything new for 20 years you, you know yeah you you'd, you'd like to see that wouldn't that you? would be nice I'd like to it? see the reward going back to the creatives exactly. and less yeah. of the, um, you know, the kind of like evil supervillains that run these massive streaming companies. Absolutely. I'm not suggesting that they're all like that, but, um, uh, you know, you know, platforms like Bandcamp at least make sure that a fair proportion of the um, the proceeds go back to the artists. What are your interests? Um, what makes you tick? I want to get inside the head of Dave Patrick yeah, uh, here. Really? I think you're one of, the, one of the few people who want to... It's, it's, you're sure it's a dark, a dark thing that goes on there. Um, I've got three wonderful children, and um, I I spend a lot of my time um, cooking and cleaning and running about after them and, and uh, you know, nice. making sure that... Do you want to give them a shout-out? <laughs> yes, Hannah, who's uh, 17, Ben, who's 14, and Immy, who's 7. Oh, and, uh, they're all at school. At a moment. lovely spread of ages. Uh, Very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah lovely. Yeah, it is. No, it's, Very it's, nice. It's, it's nice. I, honestly, I don't know what I've done, but they're, they're <sighs> great kids. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah. Hannah, Hannah is just like, she uh, she takes 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 the Michael out of me sometimes. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's, it's lovely. My sister's know. a Hannah. I think it's a Hannah thing. <laughs> Definitely. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's that kind of like maturity. Uh, so yeah, yeah brilliant. Nice. No, uh, we've, we've all been very happy since we kind of like came up here. Brilliant. So when we're talking about hobbies and interests and stuff, you mentioned Father Ted, and I thought there was just like a recurring Irish theme going on here yeah. with the, the lack of commitments. Is, is there something you want to something you want to share there? Cheeky gobshite. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to try and do an Irish accent. It'd be How awful. did you know my nickname? Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, no, Father Ted, um, I think, all right, yeah, I, 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 there was the Divine Comedy connection with Neil Hannon who wrote the theme tune to, to Father Ted. Ah, of course, yes. Um, but I discovered Father Ted first. Just, it was on the telly. It was funny. And there would be nothing kind of like that. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people, 
mix it up with the Vicar of Dibley, but it's nothing. No, nothing Graham like. Linehan's absolute genius. And Arthur Matthews, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's subversive comedy, and it's extremely stupid. Yeah. And and also, you know, it it, it does um, take it out of organised religion a little bit. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think Which, at that point, I, I, yeah, I'm all for that. It needed a bit. It needed a bit of, <laughs> it, a, of it a kicking. It and the did. Catholics don't don't really have um. A particularly great record in terms of uh, priests and money laundering and all of that. Answerability, sort of stuff. And, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And and that just yeah. And Dermot Morgan was just oh fantastic. fantastic. I mean, you couldn't have put together a better kind of like show script. No, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not Christmas until you've watched the lingerie <laughs> department special, is it? <laughs> no. That's when Christmas properly starts. When you've watched when you've watched the Christmas special of the priest trying to escape the lingerie department. You get about fifteen minutes of them just yeah. in there. Just yeah, it's it's supremely supremely. <laughs> there are a lot of um, artists who turn up in that as well, like yeah. um, Claire Claire Grogan from Alton Images and. Yeah. Um, um, but my favourite episode is the uh, is the Eurovision Song Contest. Fantastic, and um, and of course a, my lovely horse Neil Hannon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's the king of these kind of yeah. like incidental bits of music. Every so. time I've been to see the Divine Comedy, people just yell, "Play my lovely horse! Play yeah. my lovely horse!" Yeah. And and he did a live recording a couple <laughs> of years ago, and someone got some, and it was abroad somewhere, and someone goes, "Happy horse!" and he goes, "That's the best I've ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> but we did actually get him to play it once. He had an 18-piece orchestra with him and we still got him to play it. So, <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, so I love love a bit of Divine Comedy. And the theme tune, Songs of Love, Yeah, just, you know, it's obviously the middle eight is, is that. I got the Casanova album and didn't realise that Songs of Love was... Uh, was Divine Comedy yeah. until, yeah. oh, where do I recognise this theme tune from? And and then lyrics come in and you're like, oh, okay. And then the and then the middle eight comes in, which is the actual Father yeah. Ted theme tune, and you're like, the penny dropped. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that happened to a lot of people. Um, top tip, anybody listening to this, if you've not uh, sought out the Divine Comedy's Casanova album, just yeah. um, check it out. Legendary, absolutely um, legendary. It's, it's just a beautiful piece of music. And... Um, Listen to it in order as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, you've got it. Oh, I'm all—I'm a vinyl collector, so I'm all for you. Have to sit down and listen to an album from start to finish in the right order. But listen to the whole back catalogue if you can. Anyway, it's great. Uh, yeah. So I, Irish Irish connections. I love Father Ted. Love Divine Comedy. 
love uh, the lack. I love the commitments. Sorry, it's the lack of the commitments. The lack of commitments. It's, yeah, it's there now. Before commitment phobia, I call them. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, it's lack of commitments, but they're all very committed. I know them. <laughs> I know quite a few of the people in your band. I even did A levels with one of them, and uh, oh, yeah. they're all very committed. Who's that? Callum. Ah, uh, did A level music together. He's he's, he's yeah. He gets around, Callum. Actually. He does. Very, he does. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. like to talk ill. Lovely chap. <laughs> Lovely fantastic. lad. I could tell you some stories uh, of when we were in Germany doing uh, doing hair. Off the air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off the air. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I feel like I should name check them all, really. But there's like uh, there's, there's there's a lot of them. But um, um, yeah. So Tessa, Beth, Tina, and Ella, and um, uh, have been absolutely fantastic um and i know tessa and i know i know ella because i used to be in a band with james blake with ella so okay yeah yeah. and um with noz at the front it's just such a powerful vocal lineup yeah oh he's great great front man i'm not you know that's that's the stick of the band that's the draw of the band um but i think people once people kind of like see that front line and kind of come come to one of our gigs and then they realize that everybody else is having just as you know on stage yeah, having just as, good having time. as much fun as the crowd and i definitely get that vibe we all we, yeah. all, we all get along i mean we've had we've had some adventures and yeah. it's it's been yeah. it's been six years now, i mean it's your band but you don't you don't come across as the front man in it you, you you're quite happy taking <laughs> a little bit of that you're there chugging away on the guitar at the back and uh, that, that, you, is that is that a, a, a shyness thing or is it or is it just that you you enjoy it more when you're kind of stood back a bit and kind of watching everything happen around you now it's funny you should mention that actually somebody saw a video of us at empire rochdale uh, last week and said you've got half the stage there dave the 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 other the rest of the singers are like uh, cramped you know like, and <laughs> what are you doing you're just like you've got your wireless outfit and you're walking around but yeah normally i you know it's not it's not the people have come to see the band as a whole mm. um and um I'm not, I'm not the greatest mover, and I, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. If you come and watch me, I'm not going to be like Yannick Gers with Iron Maiden, you know, slinging the guitar around <laughs> me. But you know, there are a few moves. But no, I'm, you know, I, I will um, prefer not to be at the tempted back to do really some Blues Brothers style tap dancing while you're. Uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on harmonica in a briefcase yeah <laughs> i would like to i i would like to do other things but yeah i'm i'm in my comfort zone when yeah, there's a guitar definitely. in front of me guitar of choice um i'm i'm a fender strat guy uh, good man strat. however i've just if i were a guitarist that would be my guitar <laughs> of choice it's it's really flexible and versatile um yeah. but i have just um got myself a, a an epiphone uh, les paul uh, copy which, nice. which i mean i didn't want to bust the bank i, yeah. I would love to I'd, I'd love to get a, 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 get a nice tone out of a hollow bodied it's it's, yeah. it's nice and I've, yeah. I've been playing that for a few gigs very so nice it's a good kind of like very nice there. talking of gigs interesting places you've played <clears throat> uh what with the lack of commitments mm. i i think one of the um one of the best things we did was uh go to the edinburgh festival and oh, lovely. Uh, we played, played a couple of venues up there stramash was uh, uh one of the popular venues that that operates all year round it's not just a fringe yeah yeah um so that was a, we did a lovely gig there and then one one of the weird things is um with the with the with the fringe you have these uh, showcase stages dotted all around the, the town yeah and uh, we booked our slot 
on one of them and it was um uh they had a, an engineer but they said right we've only got two mics and and nothing and, and, and two plugs so nothing else can be amplified <laughs> yeah and you can't so it was all backline you can't drown out the other performers wow and uh, uh harvey harvey the drummer was there and, and like i said do you, do you want to use some uh, do you want to use your brushes and he and he went do i f-? and uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like so we went on and yeah god we made we, we made some noise yeah and, and and everybody shared the the microphones we did about four or five songs and uh you know after the last one they they just finally pulled the plug and said look the the other performers are kind of like getting drowned out you know a few jug- yeah. jugglers yeah. and mimes down, down the road yeah um but during that time, we'd got like th- about a thousand people wow. um, in yeah. front of us. Great. Just stopped, just watched that sunset. Yeah. So that was one of that was one of the nicest events, and and, and we took a few pictures, um, most most of which are on our website, really. Yeah. Um, and, and and those those are some of the happiest pictures that I've got of the band because there were twelve of us there actually. Nice, um, nice. So, yeah. I'll put the uh, link to the website in the episode description. So one of your other projects, Dave, is uh, is Stoneville. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about that? Because I know very little about that. Yeah. Okay. I, I will do. I mean, it was um, um, I've I've always written music in in my in in, in my career, and I, I I suppose you know, in between, kind of like when you're busy doing a lot of function stuff, sometimes that can take uh, a bit of a backseat. Um, so I'd collated songs. From probably about 2010 onwards, mm. and um, obviously lockdown, all of that sort of uh, stuff happening. I, I, I just made a resolution to right. Let's let's get these. Let's let's get them done. Yeah. And I, 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 so I spent about six months recording, arranging, producing, and um, I, at the end of that period, I, I I ended up with about 25 songs. Brilliant, and um, I really, honestly, I was I was burning the candle at, uh, at both ends, <laughs> or whatever the phrase is. But I was having some really late nights, and uh, I wasn't making myself particularly well. But yeah. um, at the end of it, I, I, I 
got these got these songs and they're in a good good condition. Yeah. Now what am I going to do with them? Because I didn't feel I'm I'm not a drummer. Mm. I'm not a keyboard player. I can't. Mm. So I was thinking, well, should we um should we get some people in to to play these yeah. things? And, uh, so initially you were you were playing everything. Yeah. 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 You know you know what it's like um you know, you, you'll slow down a keyboard part or, 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 or just program yeah. it in, you know, program just to get in. the rough yeah. the rough kind of yeah. like patch. But Dra- Dragging the MIDI yeah. things around on the screen. But it was all rough, all yeah. demos, yeah? Yeah. Um, um, but I was I, I was pleased with them, and I, I, yeah. I liked a lot of the tunes. But, um, uh, so I thought, yeah, let's, let's go for it. So did you poach some musicians from the other projects for <laughs> that? <laughs> the, the revelation for me with, with, with the Stoneville project was... Um, when I thought, well, I'm not going to sing this myself. I'm not going to do this myself. Let's get some people involved. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've got a good backing vocal voice, but it's it's not a strong sure, lead voice. Sure. So I thought, um, okay. So I started to ask people if they'd, if they'd come perform on it. And it, and it was some um, people that I'd known uh, throughout, you know, stuff, time with the Love Junkies and before. And so I asked a few then. And in the end, I... I I managed to collate about 30 different artists. Brilliant. And what I did was sent them the, the demos and got them to record remotely their bits and they, they would send them back. And so I ended up with this kind of like hodgepodge of uh, lots of different stems, lots of different parts. I put it together and I thought, geez, what am I going to do with that? I can't produce this. It was uh, that realisation that led me to uh, seek out uh, an ex-neighbour of mine and a, a very good session player called dave marks and uh, dave had listened to four of the tracks and said um I, I like these um oh yeah i'm happy to play bass on them um my mate is free on drums paul stewart would you would you like him to you know replace your midi parts with those fantastic your, mid, your midi yeah. drums yeah with a live with a live kit and i said yeah yeah absolutely and then he said do you mind if i just tidy some of the arrangements up a little bit mm. and before i I knew it. He'd kind of made all the production decisions on these. Yeah, he sent yeah. them back to me and said, are you happy with that? And what he'd done is chop bits up, you know, the sort of stuff that a producer, a good producer yeah, does probably, yeah, yeah. take sections out, maybe yeah. just tweaks here and there, yeah. suggests kind of like, yeah. you know, removing 15 guitar parts when you can have like, you know, just yeah, one or two. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's what he did. And Sometimes it takes a third party to see the bigger picture kind of thing because when you you can't see the wood for the trees when you're in the middle of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, what I'd love you to do here. I mean, just if you could, if you if you do get the chance in edit, just play a clip of uh, "When Will I Return," which was a track that I sent to him, and he came back and said, "Yeah, this is a country song." Yeah, and I went, "I hate country," and uh, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, you might do, but this will work as a country song. Trust me." And uh, blow me if it, what he sent back was like just incredible and it, and it took the song in a completely different direction it was still the same song yeah. in terms of its heart and its um and you know the lyrically and yeah. and, uh, and and the kind of like instrumentation but he'd, he'd done some crazy things and one of those crazy things was turning it into giving that kind of like country and western Somehow I won't let it show. Will, will I 
and you know the rest of the album isn't country and western yeah but it's quite an eclectic mix and there's lots of different styles so nice nice um but yeah yeah so um yeah actually one of uh, my good mates clint is uh singing on that with 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 tina his uh his his, his partner and uh tina from the lack of commitments yeah, yeah. and um yeah it's tiny tina <laughs> She's Tina Rabina, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, she's changed my life, man. She's she's a wonderful <laughs> person. She is. She's and such a such a massive talent. And she and yeah. she does um, a, a couple of solo songs on yeah. the um, and so shy as well. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with all these projects, when do you fit time in for all the running? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nice link. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I used to, yeah, that, that was one of the things that I did over the last 10 years that was the least kind of like um, depressing way of keeping myself fit. I yeah. actually went out and started running and found that, okay, I'm all right at it and uh, it doesn't make me feel utterly, yeah. utterly depressed or soul destroyed. So uh, yeah. yeah, let's go out. And, um, and eventually I kind of like pursued that to uh, you know, people get a bit um, obsessive. You didn't start things. doing marathons, did you? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. And, uh. Uh, um, I became one of those kind of like uh, fitness nerds who posted up their times and stuff. And, oh, right, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, the Strava just, just being out for a 20-minute... Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was using Nike Fitness, but yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, Strava is taking over, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I did um, the Edinburgh Marathon uh, first, and, and then I... Um, uh, signed up for a marathon in Toronto, and that was uh, when I knew shit had got serious. Because I nice. You know, it's, it's what a, what a great a city to run in, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you I mean, start the CN Tower and end up at the airport. It was, or, it was just like one of the finest vistas of my life was yeah. running down through downtown Toronto. Yeah, just lots of lots of great people either side, you know, cheering you on yeah. and just. Um, um, running through that, and, and I actually had my uh, in ears, and I was listening to Rush at the of, time. Moving, of course, moving pictures. Of course, um, as, as you would. So you got to have something to in, inspire you. Yeah, they definitely. They don't like it anymore if you've got headphones on for these these races. But oh, really, yeah, yeah, they kind of like think it, it's it's a bit of a health and safety issue. Oh, okay, fair enough, I suppose. But they should be closing the streets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, that running stuff culminated in me doing the London Marathon uh, 2019, uh, just uh, pre-COVID. But um, in 2015, I did my anterior cruciate ligament, and um, um, I didn't think I was going to run again after that. Yeah, um, it's changed me. But I did the London Marathon in 2019, and then I retired. Yeah. Uh, well, There's a point, know. isn't there, where you go enough's enough. I'm not, I'm not getting any younger. No. Um, my knees aren't getting any healthier. Yeah. Nor, nor my hips. Uh, so, yeah, I've taken up spinning now. And running to Chaz and Dave wasn't <laughs> quite the same as running to Rush, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is, that a, is that a smooth segue into Chaz and Dave or not? Uh, there's no smooth segue <laughs> into Chaz and Dave. There's no smooth transition. <laughs> I, I I guess in Toronto you, it, it would either be Rush or Brian Adams, wouldn't it? And I think you made the right choice. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of Canadian <laughs> bands, aren't there? Uh, yeah, but I'm sure there are. Rush is Rush is, Rush is definitely my favourite. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Neil Peart. Yeah, bless him. My girlfriend will love that because uh, she absolutely hates Rush. <laughs> With All a right, passion. Just go home and put <laughs> With a, a passion. A farewell to Kings on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Climb to five. 
While I was playing that ident, Dave actually said to me that was quite partridge-esque. There's a story behind that ident. Um, you'll be familiar with John Shuttleworth. Uh, yes, huge fan. The great um, yeah, yeah. Graham Fellows. Yeah. Um, well, he has a, he does another character called Brian Appleton. Yes. Brian Appleton's yeah. history of rock and roll and his media studies lecturer yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Newcastle and Lyme area, which is very near to where we <laughs> record, and, and that. I have to say, was the inspiration when I was recording that idea. Uh, that so. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, claim <laughs> to fame, Dave. You've already mentioned uh, the Divine Comedy, but I, I believe you. Uh, I believe you met Neil once. Yes, I, I did in Edinburgh, and uh, he was he was up there promoting promoting an album or oh, promoting something. I don't know. He was uh, being interviewed. It was a BBC Radio thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and um, the, the questions went out to the to the audience, of which I was a keen member, being a huge fan. Yes, uh, 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 and the attention focused on me, and they said, yes, your question, please, sir. I said, oh, uh, and I froze. I just, oh, it's easily done, isn't uh, it? And, and, and then the, the carefully crafted question that I had been working on <laughs> mentally for the last two hours yeah. came out as, um, what are you working on? What? <laughs> and it was like that stuttered yeah. and that kind of like, and and he just looked at me like I was um, like yeah. I was a clown and, yeah. and he said a model. Brilliant. And then there, then there was silence, utter silence. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the interviewer said, "Oh, um, okay, let's another question, please." <laughs> and that and that was it, you know. So. Never meet your heroes. No. However, when you do meet your heroes, ask them a bloody sensible question. Yeah. Um, or, or don't don't bother. Yeah. No, I've, so, been, I've been there, I've done that. I've got over it, you know. I've brought all his albums since. And yeah. I still love him to pieces. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Neil. Yeah. Okay. I was a bit poor. It, we've all done it. We've all embarrassed <laughs> ourselves in front of people. I found the best, the best thing when you meet your heroes is just to have a... Comp- don't talk about what they do. Just have a completely inane conversation with them. So I had 15 minutes with Brian May about car parking charges. <laughs> That's a whole new podcast. That's that. a whole uh, podcast in itself. <laughs> he, he, yeah. <laughs> I imagine he got quite animated, really. Brian does wear his heart on his He was sleeve. not happy about being charged 48 quid to park there for the afternoon. Oh, yeah. 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 London prices. So I believe you've uh, you've you've done a few interesting tours as well. I believe uh, um, there's a short young lady that uh, you toured with. Oh, I did a did a few um, a few interesting things in in the early the early noughties, I believe the kids call it. Um, so in 2006, I was I was asked to fill in for um, a good mate of mine, Chris Wong, to play mm-hmm. guitar with uh, Toya Toya Wilcox. Brilliant for for. A, for a, a few a few gigs. Robert too her. busy that week, was he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um uh, seek out the clips, everybody. Seek out the Toy <laughs> and Robert clips. They're absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um but yeah, I mean it was just I was I was I was suddenly asked by Chris, 
Dave can't do these gigs. Can you come in and, and fill in? Yeah. And um, so uh, there I was. Suddenly I was I was a I substitute was in, Dave. I was in Eastbourne. <laughs> And there was Toya Wilcox, and she was complaining about um, uh, how loud my guitar was on stage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did a did bloody a, lead guitarist. I, I always, know, I was, uh, but I, I was kind of. She, she's she's a lovely, lovely person. I was uh, a little bit uh, awestruck because uh, in the eighties, I I just used to um, I just used to love uh, listening to uh, you know it's a mystery and uh, oh, um, yeah. and that sort of that sort of stuff. You know, Jungles of Jupiter. Fantastic. Yeah, if you haven't checked out uh, Robert and Toy's Sunday Lunch, is it called? I'll put a link like, in the yeah, description like anyway. It's, uh, it's it's good to... She's really, you know, she's she's just busy and she's yeah. just... Have you watched um, Have you watched any of Get Back, The Beatles? Uh, I haven't yet. Everyone keeps going on at me, but I haven't got a Disney subscription at the moment. I must get one because I've heard it's amazing. So I, I watched that and um, I watched the first episode... Mm. And it, I've, I found it enthralling, amazing. The yeah. way Peter Jackson had put, um, obviously, hours and hours and hours of kind of like unloved archive footage yeah. and um, mixed it with the audio tapes, in some cases, you know, out of sync to make more sense of the context yeah. and use some new kind of like techniques to eke out some of the um, nasty frequencies and hone in on conversations that the members of the band were having. Yeah. What I like and what resonated with me more than anything was the fact that those four guys genuinely worked as a band. They'd been through like 10 years at least yeah. together yeah. and they were a family and they did all the things that families do. They bickered, they um, praised, they antagonised, yeah. Um, yeah. they encouraged and it was interesting to see the the kind of relationships, you know, especially between um, George and Paul, which I thought was quite, you know, yeah, quite definitely. And he was just at that point where he was kind of, sorry guys, I'm just, I need to do my own thing. I need to, f- yeah, you know, I've yeah. got, I've got some cracking songs, but I can't. That I frustration can't do- in that creative environment when you've got ideas but you're not with the right people to, to see those to fruition, kind of thing. Now I'm not going to compare myself to the Beatles. I'll let others do that. However, my <laughs> my first band were called the Insanely. The insanely named Ralph of the Arb, and we were based down in Devon, and it was in my teenage years, and we were all young, and we all thought that we could do absolutely, absolutely anything. You know, the world was ours, and we used to have this barn, and every night, pretty much without fail, we would go up to the barn, we'd leave, we'd have our instruments there, and we would play, and we would jam Amazing. it out, and that's what get back. You know, watching that, watching four guys just thrashing out ideas. Yeah. Was like, I mean, honestly, the stuff that we came up with was 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 pretty rubbish. But um, it was it was a wonderful time in my life. I've had similar experiences myself. I mentioned um, being in a band with Ella earlier and working with uh, I don't know if you know James Blake and and that. And we just had a little studio up in Barliston, and we we kind of kind of lived in there for a while, you okay. know, sort yeah. of thing. And just tea and coffee facilities there, and we'd be just be in there every night and. That that camaraderie when you're working on a project for a long time and it's a real kind of labour of love as well, but it becomes almost like an extended family sort of thing. There's there's yeah. something to be said for that. What what were your band in Devon called? It's 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 a lovely thing, is it? They were called Ralph of the Arb. Ralph of the Arb. Yeah. They were Ralph of the Arb playing in the barn. 
That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, but we, you know that that was where I got my enjoyment of uh, just touring, and we just used to play local pubs and clubs. Brilliant. It was great. I didn't um, I didn't know you'd been in the band with Ella. Yeah. I mean, Ella is uh, one of the um, one of the vocalists on Stoneville as well. That yeah, I, um, yeah, that she's brought, she's yeah. great. There's a there's a wonderful track called Fears, Hopes, and Dreams, which she just absolutely aces. It's beautiful. Fantastic. So, yeah, she's got an amazing voice. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a kind of like richness and depth to it. Yeah. That, um, especially in the lower registers that I really because we recorded her in Tower Tower Studios. Yeah. Um, and um, it, you know, it's, they've got a decent a decent room there. Yeah. Uh, decent soundproofing, all that sort of yeah. stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that was amazing to hear her capabilities. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Good. Um, I'd give you a rundown of uh, of the gigs, really, that we've, we've got coming up. Yes, but, please, um, do, please do, um, uh, if you know them. Uh, well, no, I can't. I, I haven't got a list in front of me. The next six months for us, for the lack of commitments, is going to be very busy. Um, some of the highlights are playing the Rock and Roll, rock and Bowl Festival, Market, market Drayton, and we've got the regular gigs at the Empire in, in Rochdale and um, also at Level 1 in Sutton Coalfield. And we've also got a gig at the Diamond. And so, you know, we, we're doing these kind of like club venues that... Yeah. In fact, one of the Commitments tribute bands, uh, Commitments with a K, have just retired. So we're, we're kind of like picking up uh, their work. Okay. Um, and one of our ambitions this year is uh, to actually get Dave Finnegan, the uh, original <laughs> the original yeah, drummer, why not? Nicker, right? Because yeah. uh, we're, we're kind of like in touch... Um, on social oh, media, good. and we want to get him to come and sing with us. Yeah. So Harvey, our drummer, sent me a message the other day and said, uh, "So when are you going to come and sing with us, Dave?" And he said, "Anytime. I'll be there anytime." Oh, brilliant! And yeah. And I'm not sure if uh, it's if he's going to take us up on that. It's a bit like um, waiting for Wilson Pickett. You know, that's mm. that's the whole theme of yeah. the commitments. Yeah. And just uh, you know, is he going to turn up at the end of the gig to do try a little tenderness? That'd be good. Wouldn't that would it? be. That would I mean, be amazing. You know, no disrespect to Noz, but I think if Dave Finnegan did turn yeah. up, and yeah, it, we'd probably just stand back. Yeah, and I think so. Just stand, stand back and what? And, and, and stand back <laughs> and let it happen. So, I mean, an eleven-piece band. What are the logistics of that? Do you have a, a tour coach or vans, or how do you get eleven people plus <laughs> drum kits, guitars, amps, basses, horns? How do you get those to? Because you you're doing gigs quite. You're doing. A fair old distance of gigs. You're not just kind of playing locally. Yeah. So you, you ask um, you ask any of the band members, and they'll say they prefer when Dave doesn't have to do the sound, when I don't have to do the PA and sound, because <laughs> I'm running about like a little bit of a stress. Yeah, I really. bet. Yeah. And I'm trying. I'm trying not to stress everybody out, but sometimes you know the time pressures get. Yeah, of course. Out. So if we if I'm doing the PA, everything fits in the full galaxy. If there's another company doing the PA, then fine. You know. Yeah. Uh, everybody tends to make their own way. I'd love to tell you that there was some band love bus or you know yeah, that, yeah. that goes out and we all travel together and we're all yeah. We're all, but, but, but it tends but to be make your not, own way yeah. there kind but, of thing. Yeah, because I remember I saw you at Granville's a couple of years ago, and the horn section had come up from Bristol at the time. Um, I don't know if it's the same horn section now, but the, there's a couple of horn guys, and they said they just come up from Bristol that I, day. Um, it probably would have been Cambridge, actually. Um, oh, it's just, might have been. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's all right. Um, but but um, uh, yeah, Paul Garner and and and, and Jules Lannymore. Um, there, in the early days, we didn't actually have a, a fully formed brass section, mm. and I played with those guys with the Love Junkies, 
and uh, they're just they're part of this yeah. wonderful kind of like yeah. jazz brass community down in Cambridge, and uh, they actually uh, came up and helped us out, and yeah. uh, it, it was it was really lovely to play with them because they nice. absolutely mint. Probably was Cambridge somewhere down south, I don't know. <laughs> south southwest, yeah. You northerners, everything's the same, uh, right? Yeah, no, that's right. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to A Couple of Drips. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can on Twitter. Just search for at Couple of Drips. Well, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you have. Yeah, I'm sorry to take up too much of your time, really. Well, no, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> you can never take up enough. <laughs> but um, oh, you! I will. <laughs> I'll put links to all your band stuff and uh, details of how people can uh, find the band or book the band in the in the links Appreciate and it, links to various people and things that we've mentioned along the way. But thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you very much, Dave Patrick. Thank you. Listening to a couple of drips. The show was conceived and presented by Chris Granger and is a Cup the Mic production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Chris here. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the production of future episodes, then subscriptions are available. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. See you next time.